great Santini. Wow. Hey, hold on. I didn't record that. Ian, you have a great Santini haircut going. Really funny, Kev. This is me laughing. Thanks, buddy. Look at all you people. Josh, I thought you were kidding when you said you had like a whole bunch of like a motif going. Yeah, I, I no, I, this is my. Everyone always thinks he's joking. Right? Yeah, this is my um, office slash guest bedroom. Yeah, it's also the last room that we've uh, taken care of since moving here. We've only been here for five years, so it's also the room where you chart all your courses. Right. Yeah. So uh, we don't do video anymore. And when I told Josh that today, he said, "Are you serious? I I did my room up in a nautical." Uh... Yeah. There are sailboats everywhere. Sailboats everywhere. Well, as, you, as you can see, we no longer do video. <laughs> I, see, I see that. We should bring video back to this only so our viewers can do where in the world is Ian O'Shea? Because every week you're in like a different location. Just post a picture. So I do. I, I grab the one photo of us smiling and it's usually photoshopped because none of us smile at the same time. You just get that over with now? Yeah, you want everyone smile for me. Yep, perfect. And Josh is coming from a ship's library. I'm in the ship's library. I like it. Those sails are to a remote control sailboat that Christiane got me once. Oh, that's cool. It's really cool because it remote control controls the, the rudder yeah. and it pulls the, uh, the sail in and out. Where's the rest of that remote control? Oh, he's got it. Good for him. He's going to answer me. He, he walked into the back of his room and he's coming back with, oh, there's the... This is the boat. The boat. Okay. And the sail goes in that in somewhere about... Can you show us your rudder? It's a little personal. Oh, the rudder is not here. The rudder is, is oh. maybe it's up on that shelf. It's yeah. up there somewhere. The rudder. Where is the rudder? Is there a dinghy to that too, Josh? And if so, no. would you mind showing us your dinghy? No. no. But there's a, there's a keel. Can we at least see the dinghy? No, you cannot see my, you can't see my dinghy. Is, does even keel come from nautical terms? Yes. Okay. It's gotta. I will be explaining no. keel later on. It's yeah. from it's from door makers and it was originally even keyhole. I don't believe you. I just and, uh, believe I'm going with Josh. The boat nope. people, the shippers took it away. What 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 what? You shippers stole it from us yes. door guys. Yeah. Even keyhole? Even keyhole. Because sometimes if the keyhole's not even, the key doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, is that where even Steven comes from? Yeah, well, Stephen invented the door. Before that, people lived in huts with oh, just opening, gaping, gaping opening. Well, he invented the keyhole. You don't have to be gross. <laughs> Before then, people would just walk in on you. Yeah, because you couldn't lock. Well, you could get like a bison. You could get like a bear skin door. Why did you change from bison? You were gonna go bison, but you're like, no. Yeah, bison's fine. Yeah. Um, bison skin door. That's disgusting. Doesn't make a great door. <laughs> yeah. Smells worse than bear. Probably. They're good animals, but with the four uh, holes for their where their legs are, it makes it's tough. It's very drafty. A bear has uh, no legs. No legs. I mean, back in native times, yeah. <laughs> hey, this is Steve with the Punch Up Podcast. With me on this episode are Jesse Preisendorfer. Oh, hey, Steve. Kevin Reagan. Hey, Steve. Kevin, good luck with that banter, by no, the way. I love that you had faith that we had any banter at all. <laughs> that was a mess. Ian O'Shea. The cancel culture. <laughs> 
And our storyteller is Josh Rubenstein. Josh, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. Good to see all of you. It's Rubenstein, isn't it? That's a different story. Okay. Half the family says Rubenstein, half says Rubenstein. What do you say? <laughs> Rubenstein. <laughs> he had to think about it. He's like, he couldn't come up with a joke. I had to think he about was, it. He was going to ask me. He's rifling through the jokes for it. He couldn't find I think it. he was wondering who's going to listen to this, which side of the family will listen to yeah, it. That's right. right. <laughs> hey, Josh, um, does everyone spell it correctly? No, there's two spellings. Two, well, my family, we all spell it the same way. So it's R-U-B-I-N or R-U-B-E-N. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. Reagan is the same way. Our, our name is spelled R-E-G-A-N. It's pronounced Reagan. That's the Irish pronunciation. And the Irish nuns were the only ones who could spell it and say it correctly. But other than that, it was like, it's, I get Regan, or if people do Regan, they usually spell it the way Ronald Reagan spelled his, which is not the correct spelling cool. of the name. So, Jeff, hey, multiple reasons to spit on that. You, yeah. you guys you guys know I did I did the intro already, right? <laughs> oh, is this not banter for two? No, no more banter. Are we done? Can we bank this banter? Is this yeah, bankable? Just, just, just put, um, we can just put Josh's square green so we can fill in anyone who's here i could easily do that and real quick jesse is bankable banter is that like bitcoin is that a new it is now non-fungible i don't know how to say that it's about the same yeah hey this is still steve with the punch up podcast (laughs) waiting for the storyteller hey i have a story let's hear it so I don't have a title for this story, so you guys can make something up later. I have a question. Am I allowed to share my screen to show you guys? You can cut this part out. Yeah. Clueless old storyteller. That's my first bid. Okay. Listen, Josh, you can share the screen, and then if it's applicable, we can post it on Facebook or Instagram. So, yeah. Hey, are you guys in here? <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you guys in there? I'm getting Zoom eye. Can we stop? If it's not applicable, let's just nod politely so Josh moves forward. Yep. Okay. First, let me say, so you know how in some movies, at the beginning of the movie, there are these little vignettes from the main character's early life that kind of gives you foreshadowing of something that's going to happen. For example, like in Twister, you see the main character experience a horrible tornado and her father gets sucked away, blah, blah, blah. And then the movie starts, cuts to, uh, you know, 25 years later. Spoiler. She's a studier. She's in a she's in a fresh white tank top. Yeah. Yes. Trying to save her dad who died 25 years Trying ago. Trying to find him. She's married to Paul Reiser and they live in New York. That came late. No, I think she was divorced from Bill Paxton. Mm. Right. No, I think she's divorced. Who's the guy that that um who was the handyman that on that show Mad About You? It was Schroeder. Schneider. Schneider. Schneider was his name, correct? Schroeder played the piano. My bad. Right. They both had keys. They both had a lot of keys. Schroeder couldn't fix shit. He does the voices on The Simpsons. One of the guys Hank that does Azaria. the voices. Yeah. What'd you say? Hank Azaria. That's who she's married to. Was married to. They were, and they're divorced now. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm going to tell t- two little vignettes at the beginning that kind of set some mood or something. Tells you something about the main character of the story. And when will these begin? Right now, so okay. after, I have spent, after banter. Okay. So I have spent my whole life uh, summer vacations going up to Maine. Okay. Uh, since I was eleven, every single summer before there, just a few a few summers, and I discovered sailing 
in my early mid teens and I love sailing and I would go sailing for hours. Yeah. And, and I loved it. My mom was a bit of a worry, is a bit of a worrier, uh, has always been, and it's changed over time. And she used to not like it when I was out of sight. It's a big lake and it has islands and stuff. And you could. How old, Josh? How old did you say you were? 22. First time I went there, I was uh, two and a half. But I mean, for sailing, when did you start sailing? Uh, about 15, I think. I started, I, I discussed, we had a sailboat there. It's, it's small, it's a, called a butterfly sailboat it's uh used to be popular it's about 12 feet long okay uh doesn't it has a keel your mom must have loved you because we would say we were going out in the rowboat at like nine in the morning and she, we'd be out of sight until five six o'clock at night yeah your mom didn't give a shit jesse she, yeah. she was like eh. no one was looking nope. no one was looking nope they were looking for the rowboat and my sister they probably were looking for my sister so josh you wearing a life jacket the whole time you're sailing by yourself Wait, hold on real fast. I just thought of something, Jesse. Does the term either or refer to rowboats? Yes. Is everything nautical in the world? Everything refers to boating. That's how we got here. Some stuff refers to doors. So there I am. I'm, I'm sailing out in the lake. And she used to try and find me. She'd get my dad to get in the motorboat to find me. And I remember one particular time. It was a beautiful wind. It was a strong, constant wind, which made very large waves mm -hmm. and I'm sailing in it. I actually laid down and was almost napping as I'm going through the waves in a secluded part of the lake. And all of a sudden I hear something, I look over and there's my mom and dad. And I said, what are you guys doing here? I'm just sailing. It's a beautiful day. And she goes, Oh, we just went for a ride. We, we weren't looking for you. It's just a coincidence. That <laughs> well, look had. who it is. So that's what my, <laughs> a lot of my childhood was like, and it got worse and worse over the years because my dad had bad health starting when I was about eight. Okay. And so though, as his health slowly got worse and worse, my mom got more and more scared. This is a comedy podcast. This is the funny part. So picture Josh sailing. Yeah. So picture me sailing and my mom <laughs> always being scared no matter what. Were they fully dressed when the, you ran into their mowboat, rowboat? No, they were in a, they were in a motorboat. They were in a motorboat, but they were slightly disguised. Can I say I'm proud of Ian that we talked about motorboats, said it like five times, and he did not bring up motorboating. Nothing, nothing. Yeah. I'm proud of you, Ian. You've grown. I think it's your Santini haircut. 2021, guys. It's 2021. So that's that story. So that was it. Really good one. Thanks, guys. Josh, where can we find you? Thank you. <laughs> Speed forward. I'm I'm now 30. Mm -hmm. And I have this cohort of friends in grad school. And I said, hey, let's go to Maine. Do you wear mostly like boating gear at this point? Just hoping people will ask you about your sailing experience. Pop sires. Captain's hat. He walks around and he sees a, a, a girl and he goes, my, she's Yar. He just says about <laughs> all the girls in college. Oh, I'd like to tie her in a Dennis do hole. So, so I set up the sailboat. Josh, where was college? Where did you take these people from? To this is grad school at Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay. Oh, that's a hike. Okay. Yeah. And so the, we, they drove down. It was wonderful. And we set up the sailboat. And I said, I'm going to go sail. Who wants to go first thing of sailing? First ride, whatever we call it. Uh, my good friend, Eileen Zerbriggan. So we get in the sailboat. I set it up. And it's a calm day with a light breeze. So we're just sailing straight out. Mm -hmm. It's best if you sit in my lap. Was she Yar? 
Yeah, how yar was she on a scale of of one league to twenty thousand leagues? How yar was she? Josh pretends there's you there. Come sit in my lap. Like it's just a crew member. So we're sailing out, and I notice something. I notice that the boat is a bit lower in the water than I'm used to. Hmm. But then I say, hey, I always sail alone, but now there are two people. That's probably it. The weight is you know, pushing it down a little bit. So we're still sailing, and the wind is dying down. We're going very slow. It's like I can almost swim as fast as we were, yeah. we were sailing. Oh, foreshadowing. We're going out, and I notice that it's getting lower and lower. And I say, this doesn't seem right. Something's wrong. Why is it getting so lower? And then I suddenly realize, and I look back, and there's a little hole in the back of the boat that deserves a plug. Mm-hmm. And some idiot, I think Gilligan, forgot to put the plug in the back of the boat. So it was filling with water very quickly. The whole time? Yes. There's literally a hole with a plug so that you can empty the water if you need to? Exactly. As condensation and any little bit of leaks, water gets in, you always empty it out, especially at the end of the summer, because if it freezes in there, it would, it would crack. Yeah, it's trouble. So I forgot, I'm Gilligan in this, this little vignette. So I forgot to put that plug in. So I quickly turn the boat around. I tell her what's happening. We got to get back. At that time, the wind is completely stopped. Uh-oh. And we're about, I would say, a quarter of a mile or a little bit less from shore. You didn't notice that it was filling with water? No, it's not a the nature of this boat. It's a shell. It. It's a fiberglass shell. And the only sitting place, there's a little hole about four by two feet. You can put your legs and sit on the side. The earlier vignette, I was sitting in there with my life jacket. Oh, by the way, to answer your question earlier, I do wear my life jacket when I'm sailing because you can get hit in the head. Yeah. Go out. That's why I'm an excellent swimmer, but I did use my... Smart. Side note, I have described you several times as a strong swimmer to other people. That's how I always describe you. Yeah, it's his thing. I appreciate that you guys rec- recognize that. Yeah. It's his thing. What swim method? I don't know what to call it. Uh, are we talking breaststroke? Stroke. Freestyle. It's also called the crawl or the Australian crawl. The Australian crawl. That's, that's my preferred method. Or the panic. The panic. Doggy. Do you like it doggy style? No, no. I don't do that. No? Not anymore. So... The boat is slowly sinking because I didn't have the plug with me. Yeah. And I'm trying to get back to shore. Well, this chick has a thumb, doesn't she? What? This lady you invited on the boat has a thumb, doesn't she? Yeah. I would presume too, Ian. I could have pushed her over the back and had her stick her finger. That probably would have been a good idea. But I didn't think of it because you weren't there with me. So I'm continuing on. And at some point, we tip. Uh, the boat just the boat is low enough that a gust of wind came and we tipped. Now this is a technical question. Why didn't you just um, round the jib? <laughs> had you considered that, Josh? Rounding the jib. Well, we had a square jib, uh, so I couldn't. I couldn't do that. Yeah, I cursed myself you for getting a square. With jib. A butterfly. Fair enough. Could you put it in land somewhere and drained it and then relaunched? It's a big lake. Yeah. The next island was you know another mile away so the closest land was our house so i was heading straight there the boat tips as the yeah as the uh seahorse swims how far out are you uh about a quarter of a mile or or maybe uh uh a fifth of a mile so you're comfortable with uh, confirming that animals under the water are on the also on the metric system yes (laughs) all right i would agree with that 
So the boat tips, which I don't mind that. So I quickly tell her how to write it. We write the boat. We get in it and we start sailing again and we're coming down and we slowly. You're not going to tell us how to write it? What if there are four of us on this podcast? What if one of us tips? How do you write the boat? See, this is part of that, those vignettes at the beginning of the movie. You're going to learn that in the main story. Got it. Oh, so hold your horses. I'm fine. My seahorses. It was originally seahorses, yep. which everything comes from boating. Mm-hmm. Or doors. But go ahead. Yes. So we keep going and I get in, we're all wet and we tipped again. Is that like running out of gas? I guess. All right. Not really. How close were you when you tipped the second time? Uh, maybe a sixth of a mile. I don't know. I can't tell. You can't tell distance. So, the, so this was more of a flirtatious tip. Yeah. I was going to say, I tipped twice, motorboated, and thumbed up a hole in a boat once in uh, ninth grade. And you were nowhere near the water. hey oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was under the bleachers. Yeah. So what was happening is as we got in the boat, we were pushing the boat down, lowering the center of gravity so it kept tipping. Yeah. So we got in and we were now doing a balancing act to keep it from tipping to go very, very slowly back to shore. So her legs are on your shoulder? Something like that. It was a long time. We tipped again. Then we righted the boat. Yeah. As soon as we righted the boat, before getting in, it tipped again. Oh, man which told me that so much water had gotten into this fiberglass hull that it was now, un- its center of gravity was now underwater and the mass was so heavy, it was tipped. So there's no, no more getting in the boat. Fortunately, our friends were watching from shore and laughing at us the whole time. One of them got the motorboat and figured out how to get it and drove out. And- what was her name? That was Brad. <laughs> Brad, uh, who later married- Old busty Brad. Oh, bust. I've never motorboated a guy. Is that even possible? He became a herpetologist, studied uh, uh, reptiles and amphibians, things like that. I'll bet he did. Yeah. So yeah, he married Kate, who was also there later. All right. So that's the end of that story. They re- rescued the boat. And it always in the back of my mind. And I never told my mom because she would have worried. Is this another cash story? We're cashing this one? Those were the two. Yep. Those were the two. So now there's the main story. Now, now, wait a second. The, the boat that, that uh, I mean, it wasn't dead. It just had to be pulled out and drained. And It was a pain in the butt. What we had to do is it, the boat was now upside down. I had to swim under the boat. I've done that. And disconnect the mast, which was not an easy thing because the little bits of metal that, and you can't lose them, then you'll never be able to do it again. Sure. So I disconnected the mast and then I was able to hand it to them. Yep. And then the other parts of the boat, which I'll tell you later. Sounds like a party. I like it. And then we just dragged it in because it was it was just in the water. So this is the main story now. Yeah. So this is now, I'd say. So what was I about thirty? So this is I'm in my mid to late thirties. Steve, are you gonna are you gonna talk us in again? This is Steve with a bunch of podcasts. <laughs> Steve, Steve is riveted. Steve is like drawn into this. Story. I am. I love it. I riveted love that. is from doors. So there I am. I'm, this is the summer I went up. Uh, it was just me and my parents, which, which was great. I love them. They're my parents. Yeah. I used to go sailing, and she was really super hyper. She used to tell me, only sail in the section where we can see you, which I try to do, but sometimes Wait, I Now you're out. in your mid-30s. We're still getting mid, mid to late 30s, yeah. And she's still doing it. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But my dad's health was progressively getting worse, and she was getting more and more anxious. Yeah not less. So the older that they got, the less capable I became in their mind. Yeah. So 
one day, my dad has to go to Bangor on business, which is a two-hour drive. So we are north of Bangor. We're we're two hours northeast of Bangor. Okay. So he goes out, and I say to my mom, I'm going to go sailing. And she says, well... I'm coming with you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> she puts a couple life jackets on me, one bigger than the next. How funny if she's the one who's taking the plug out of his boat every time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go in there. Yeah, I told you. Looking for this? That's right. <laughs> like the nuns in Sound of Music. I never made that mistake again, by the way. So I always, in fact, I went out and I bought spare plugs. So we have extra, we have multiple plugs just in case you lose one. So I go out sailing. I notice right away, because the waves weren't huge, but I notice right away it's very windy. Yeah. And the wind is coming in multiple directions. So you can have a lot of wind if it's all straight in one direction. That's beautiful because you have nice waves. And it's easy. Did you notice that it was windy by other means than just wind in your face? Uh, the, the, the way the sail was flapping around. When it's a constant wind, you can set everything to go one direction and it'll stay that way. But when the wind keeps changing directions, all of a sudden you can't go the way you were going because sure. the, the sail is being blown around. Right, yeah. right. Uh, and hence, you know, sailing. Yeah. But you, you didn't notice this until you were you were stuck out there on on, on your own. You know why? Because the wind was coming. Wait, that's the east. So it was coming from the south. It was coming from the south, and then it was coming over our land. Since we're in the land, if the wind is coming from behind us, you don't you can't tell how windy it is. Right, but if the sun is in front of you, I had sunglasses. What time was it? It was mid-afternoon. More important, wait, hold on. What day was it? Tuesday. Wednesday. Ah, you have it, yep. I have no idea. You don't know what day it is when you're on vacation in May. Low tide? Fair point. No no tide, we're in a lake. Yeah, you don't do the lick your thumb. You don't do the, the stick your thumb in your mouth and hold it up in the air before you go out? Again, the trees around our house were shielding the wind, so you, I really couldn't tell yeah. how windy it was. What about looking at the moss on the trees? That's how you tell how windy it is. That's on the northern side. The moss was flapping. Um, at this point, I would like to share my screen. Go on. Right. We I? are looking at the, uh, we're all looking at our screens. Josh is going to share. Most disabled participant screen. All right, come your bones, I'll do it. Yeah, you have to uh, promote Josh to presenter. Yeah. Are we recording this? Because this is hysterical. Oh, yeah. By share your screen, do you mean you're you're just going to sit there? No, I. someone has to do something. It says host disabled participant screen share. You're the host now, pal. You're now the host. You're the host now. You're the host. I am the captain now. There we go. Hi, this is Josh with the Punch-Up Podcast. <laughs> with me yeah. in this episode. Yeah, you should do an intro, Josh. All right. Big Lake. So now we're looking at a, a map of a lake. Oh, the name of the lake, by the way, is Big Lake. Very creative. I love it. And Big and the lake. other lake that's just to the uh, west of it, bigger lake, is called Grand Lake. Oh, close. I was very close. So growing up, there were also other lakes that were named Passamaquoddy Indian names, like um, Medi Bemps and Pokemon Shine. Don't, don't do like that. that. Beep those out, Kev. Yeah, he just drops that in. So I imagined as a child that those were just Indian words for big and grand and that no one in the area had any imagination. But that's not true. So oh, they must have. What's that lake? Yeah, the I think lake. Jesse is drawing either middle fingers or penises on the picture. No, I think that's, that's a shamrock. 
All right, so <laughs> stop. So this is Big Lake. So I just want to give you some orientation. Go on. Can you see my cursor? Yeah. I do. This is our cabin. Is it next to the big penis? Listen, I'm leaving all of this in the episode because it's fantastic. Your house is on Taylor Road. It looks like it's at yes. the end of Taylor Road. Yeah. So we're on Taylor Road near the end. Yeah. From here to White Island yeah. is about a mile and a quarter. Okay. So from here to the other side, to this bit, sailboat that someone drew, that's three miles. How would I know this without a legend? I'm telling you, that's how you know. This. Okay. So is White Island exclusive? <laughs> it's a touchy subject. <laughs> yes. So anyway, <laughs> the story is all taking place in this area around White Island and Taylor Island. Yeah. So you see the shore here. This is about about a half a mile from the shore to Taylor Island. Yeah. It's about three quarters of a mile from Taylor Island to White Island. And then there are a bunch of little islands going this way for probably another mile and a half okay. back to the shore. How do I unshare the screen? Oh, uh, I just want to look at this map all night. Yeah. I love it. Here's a loon. Here's a fish. There's an eagle. That's a moose. Who shot the moose? I... <laughs> Somebody drew it. I think this is permanent. Josh, give me the hosting responsibility back. I don't trust you. Okay, take it. Do you now wish you did something else with your time from 9 to 9.40? Yes. So there I go sailing. And as you noticed from the map, if you head out straight out from where are the shoreline where our house is, yeah. our cabin, we like to call it. Seems like where the moose lives is not a great neighborhood. Well, the moose isn't alive anymore, if you recall, Ian. It was, He's out uh, in the woods. You would not even get close to Can that. we see that map again? No. <laughs> God, don't, don't do it, Josh. Don't do it. No, I'm not doing it. No. <laughs> So the wind is blowing. Wait, if that's if the sun is in blowing, front of you, blowing north. The wind is blowing north, which is to the left. As you as you walk out on the water. Yeah, how's White Island? Is it getting a lot of wind, or is it just perfect conditions? No, no, it's getting it's getting a lot of wind. It's it, the the wind is coming from air. to the right of White Island. To the right, that makes sense. Hold on, you, you you renamed it White Island. Now it is an exclusive island. I am not comfortable with this. It's the far right wind. That's it's also the biggest the island. <laughs> the name is White Island, but we mistakenly called it White's Island, which we thought the name was for years because we heard it wrong. I think it's moved. White's only island. You yeah. should check. Why don't you check the map? No, no, this is a very nice place with lovely people. Stop saying those things. So the wind is coming from the right of White's Island through that whole big expanse and up to Taylor Island to the left, okay. which is actually going north. Yep. So the wind is coming from the south. It would have been nice to have a legend. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I can put one on. Show the map. I'll put a legend on real fast. This is the legend of Sailor Josh, who never learned how to sail. So I'm sailing out, and the wind is blowing, even though I'm trying to tack. Do you know what tacking is? I do. It's a reverse jib. <laughs> yeah. Tacking is when you sail almost into the wind. To the wind. Almost into the wind. You're kind of like doing zigzag. You can't go directly into the wind, but you're zigzagging. You you're making you use of your rudder and your keel. Right. I'm still, I'm being blown about and I'm getting further out in the middle of the lake. And the further I get, the worse the wind is. Are you worried? Not yet. Okay. I'm in the middle of the lake. Of that expanse of the lake in between, you know, right in front of the cabin. Yeah. So it's about, a, about you know, a half mile or so out to see. Still visually, uh, your mom can still see you out there? Unfortunately, yes. Okay. So I'm going back and forth. 
I get closer. It's blowing me towards Taylor Island. I really can't cut into the wind. Yeah. So I've had I've had a sore throat since the pandemic started because I don't know how to talk. Yeah. And you have COVID, so that's no, no, no. You're plus, also fighting through the four of us. Yeah, plus, we're being total assholes. Yeah, I don't think we've ever been this big of dicks on Zoom ever. Oh my God, Josh. I apologize, buddy. This is good. I love this. So, so I'm getting closer to Taylor Island. So I'm thinking. I wish I was on White's Island. I probably did this on purpose, thinking I would go out and come back. I'm now between Taylor Island and the shore. So this is again. You go out from the, the house, yeah. you make a left in the lake. Port. I think that's According, called port. That's the way the wind is blowing. According to the map, there's a couple of really giant dicks out there. Yeah. <laughs> he could have grabbed one of them. Because of the moss. They were green because of the moss. Ah, that's right. That's how you know you're traveling north. <laughs> Who here can guess what happens to a lot of wind when it comes between a small area of the land. Oh, I know and this, I know this, I know oh, this. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, hold on. I studied I studied this. Hold on. Funnels it. Right. Ian is right. Ian just said it. It funnels the wind between there, so it's concentrated. So when I got in between Taylor and the mainland, I flipped immediately. Which is still fine. I love flipping. That's part that's the most fun in a small sailboat because you're splashing in the water. It's a lot of fun. But the problem is then you look up and you see your mother swimming towards the boat. <laughs> With a rope in her mouth. My mother was strapped to two dolphins, standing on the dolphins, riding out. With a, Those with weren't dolphins, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> two big dicks. Shut up. Talk about my mother. This is where the story gets exciting, if you guys let me finish. So I tip. So I, I know how to write the boat. The way you write the boat is, so remember I talked about a keel yeah. earlier? The keel is in the center of a boat, and it, what it does is it keeps it going straight. Okay. In the sailboat, there wasn't really a keel, but there was what's called a dagger board, which is a wooden board that goes through a hole in the middle of the whole thing. Right down in the middle. And it's kind of picture a shark's fin, but on the bottom of the boat, and right in the middle, so it keeps you going straight. So the way you write yourself is you is you got to quickly turn around, get to the bottom boat. You stand on the the dagger board, and your weight slowly lifts it up. You don't want to let you don't want the boat to sink because it's really hard to get it up with the sail full of water. Yeah. At this point, what it's like it's like the sail is on the water, like parallel to the water. Yeah, it's on, sitting on the water. It's slowly okay. sinking. So okay. you quickly get around. You stand on the dagger board. You lift it up. Then something happened that has never happened to me ever. Soon as I got it up. The boat tipped again. Oh. The wind blew it the other way towards you, away from the wind. Wherever I was, probably yeah, away from me. No, away from me. Are you telling me you did not batten down the hatches? I did. I batten them down again. I'll teach those hatches. That's from Bugs Bunny. <laughs> so anyway, that kept happening every time I write the boat. It would flip, and it would flip away from me because in the minute or two it takes me, or more than that, a couple minutes to swim around get on the dagger, slowly lift it up. The wind is blowing so hard, it turns the boat around because the sail is picking it up yeah. and my back is to the wind. So as soon as I write it, it flips. And Josh, you're wearing your vest as we've already reported. I'm wearing a life vest. He's uh, also microchipped. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. To get at Steve's earlier question, this is when I'm starting to worry. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting exhausted. This must have happened about a dozen times. Oh, wow. It's flipping. And then what happened is parts of the boat started to float away, meaning the dagger board yeah. got loose at one point and floated away. 
when the bag of board floated away, I can't flip the boat. So I had to swim after it, get it back. And I, uh, and I couldn't put it in from the top because that was almost underwater. So I put it in upside down. Yeah. And how far away are you from land? I could have swam to land, land to save my, I'm a good enough swimmer out of life vest. I, I could have swum. We've covered that. That's We've how covered. I describe Josh. So it keeps flipping. So, so I, the dagger board floats out. I get it back. I shove it in the bottom. I write the boat. And this time I'm able to stabilize it and get on it. Yeah. Before, unfortunately, the dagger board is upside down. Yeah. But because it's wood and it floats, it's being pushed up. But I got to keep pushing it down with my hand so we have a keel action to go straight. Do you need keel action? Yeah. I cannot tack into the wind. Of course not. No, nobody could. Not without keel action. Regardless of where the dagger board was, I cannot tack. Well, I know that. You know that. They don't know that. So I think to myself, I can't move ahead. I'm going to go behind Taylor Island, where I'll be sheltered from the wind, yeah. fix the boat. You re- rerouted your course now. Yeah. It sounds yes. like Apollo yes. 13 now. Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. Where they're going to slingshot around the moon, you're going to slingshot around Taylor Island. Did you notify the uh, Coast Guard? I forgot my radio. So I sail behind Taylor Island. As soon as I get behind the Taylor Island, the wind is gone. It's flat. It's calm. I'm able to get the swim under, get the dagger board, put it in the right place. You basically built a boat on the other side of Taylor Just Island. Just like Apollo 13. I rebuilt you science the shit out of that. Yes. And you are back. You are back. I'm in charge. I'm the captain now. Oh, all the Tom Hanks movies, sure. Every Tom Hanks movie. You were almost cast away, but right, right. luckily you were big and able yeah. to... Were you able to get news to the world? Big Lake is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. Shrimp gumbo, shrimp fritters. So I'm behind Taylor Island. The idea was I was going to go around, all the way around Taylor Island, and I expected that White's Island was going to shield me a little bit and get to White's Island. Yeah. Of course it is. Look at you. Yeah. And then... <laughs> we know what box you check. We know what box you check. So I was going to sail just in front of White's Island. Yeah. So it's like Josh versus Volcano. So that I could get as far as I could upwind. So then I could sail straight home. Okay. If I could have gotten to the other side of White's Island... It would have been straight home. Just a zip. You have mail. You are in a league of your own. Yes. <laughs> and no more sleepless in Seattle. I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't so make that connection. I, I get around to the tip of Taylor Island. As I cross it, the wind starts to pick up. And it's very windy again. Not as windy as it was before. Yeah. So I start sailing and I try and I'm able to sail and it's beating up the boat, beating up the sail. And at one point... You're out in the burbs of, of Big Lake. So, Did you see Catch Me If You Can? By the way, this, this sailboat sounds like a real money pit. Yeah, so this <laughs> money pit's not Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. And Shelly Long, come on. So I'm, I'm sailing, and I'm tr- tacking, trying to get to White's Island. Yeah. On the road to perdition. No, Philadelphia. And I look down... And all of a sudden, I see a piece of wood, flat piece of wood, that's about two feet long. Okay. That's your dagger board. Snapped in half. And I look up to the sail. The sail, sails are made with what's called stays. Yeah. That give it a firmness so it catches the wind. They were broken. They were gone. The sail was ripped and the wood was floating away. Keels shot to shit. So the wind has destroyed the sail. It's like yeah. beating back. So I'm there trying to get to what's on. 
the wind is blowing, it's beating back and forth. At this point, I knew I could swim. I didn't want to lose the boat. I started to get worried about one thing, and that was hypothermia. Oh, wow. I had been cold and wet for a good two hours by this point. Yeah. It was not freezing cold, but it's Maine. Are you still wearing, like, all of your wet clothes, or, like, did you take off? Any of your clothes? No, I just... Are you nail a man with one red shoe? I'm not sure. I'm in a swimsuit, a t-shirt, and a kayaking life jacket. Does it go splash when you walk? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so pissed. That's the one I wanted. God damn it. That was supposed to be the button at the end. Splash. I went went big on that one. I I love it. Okay, Jess, you win. Ding, ding, ding. So I'm cold. Yeah. Wind is blowing. I'm wet. I'm cold. It's maybe in the 60s, high 60s. But when you're wet and cold, long period, I don't know if if I what it takes for hypothermia to kick in. Yeah. After hours being wet and cold in the wind. So I get to White's Island. I finally get there. The, the sail is ripped. Pieces are floating away. I'm exhausted. Now I get to what's called the leeward side of White's Island. That's the side where White Island is sheltered by the wind. Okay. All I had to do was sail about 20 yards around the point and then hug the coast to fulfill my plan, pretty much to get to the windward side of White's Island. And then I had a straight shot to sail home. Okay. It's basically just like saving Private Ryan. Right. I probably spent about another hour trying to get around the corner, I the wind was so powerful, I could not sail around the corner without being blown in the absolutely wrong direction. Right. And I tried a long time to do it, and I was exhausted, I was cold. And then eventually I said, screw this. I pulled over, parked. Yeah. I think they say docked. I think shippers say docked. Only if there's a dock. There's no dock. So I guess I rocked. Did you have an anchor? No. You know, I'm an anchor. I pulled over to the leeward to the to White's Island. I'm on the leeward side. There's no wind. I get out of the boat, so I have to dismantle the sail. Sure. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go onto White's Island. So yeah. I have to take the sail down. I tie everything up because of the rope, the, the the sheet. It's called the rope that you hold. I use it to tie everything very tightly so the wind doesn't get it, and I walk around the tip of White's Island into the wind. Now I'm in the water. It's not really affecting me. The boat is bouncing up and down, but it's not being, it's not catching. You're dragging the boat. I'm dragging the boat. I'm pretty much holding some cable or something on the boat and I'm dragging it. Is this boat what your family came over on or what what is your attachment to this? It's the SS Minnow. Now, why are you talking about his family ties like that? Oh, I forgot to mention that at the corner of White's Island, there was a cabin. Okay. It's the only cabin on White Island. No other development. It had been kept pristine. And I didn't know if anyone was home. I didn't think so, but I had to try. So I went around and it's on the front side facing the dock and the beach to this cabin, this camp is facing my house on the other side of the lake. So I go around and I'm able to drag the boat to the, they luckily they had a beach and I drag it all the way out of the water. And then I go up to the house. I I was going to break into the house. I'm yeah. knocking on the door, knocking on the door. I finally realize this thing is shut down. There's no one here. It's not like they're there gone for the day. They haven't come up for the season. I can't get into the house without literally doing substantial damage. Yeah. And I'm cold. And I look around. Maybe there was laundry. Maybe they were gone just for the day. There's nothing around, hanging, something, nothing. So I'm very cold. 
and I'm worried about getting hypothermia. And I said, I don't know what to do. And I had one plan and that is to walk. And I think I was barefoot. Yeah. To walk through the woods mm-hmm. to the windward side of White's Island. That's about a quarter mile. White's Island, I don't know if you saw the pictures, but quarter mile wide by a mile long. So walk yeah. through the narrow Ooh. part. That's cold. And then that's like the Polar Express cold. Yes. Then I was going to swim. Are we still doing that or is that over? No, if you can find them, sure. Yeah. Yes, look, that thing you do is make fun of Tom Hanks. So it's go ahead. Over a long, long time ago. Anyway, <laughs> so I was going to walk over and then remember I told you there were little islands. Yeah. Little like terminals. Terminals, yeah. Terminal, yeah. Because I had a vest, I was going to be able to swim from island to island. And it would have been about a mile and a half swim. Still dragging the boat? No, I was going to leave the boat there, get it later. No, he's dragging that. It's a dragnet he had. That was a good one. I get it. I get an assist on that. I almost did that, and I should have, because I chose plan A. Yeah. And I did something that was really, really foolish that has haunted me the rest of my life. I stood at the edge of the beach knowing that the one person in the world that could be watching me was watching me with binoculars. And I start waving my hands like this. You confirmed all of her irrational yeah. Everything. Everything. Total oh, confirmation. Dude. Totally everything she ever worried about and everything she ever told me to do, she was uh, right. All of a sudden, an armada is coming toward yes. <laughs> Close. So I'm doing that. She waited 35 years for this day. <laughs> it's like the helicopters in Apocalypse Now just flying in. Yeah. Uh, it was terrible. Only about a half an hour or so of waving, I see a boat coming. And I knew it wasn't my mom because it wasn't our boat. Yeah. Saw a big motorboat coming. Was it um, that one where he goes back to community college? (laughs) Uh, Not that was, that's a different one. So driving the boat. Larry something, Larry. Is one of our neighbors. Oh yeah, Larry Smith. One of the neighbors. So so where our cabin is, there are, there's a cabin every two to 300 feet for a stretch. Yeah. So most of the lots are 200 feet of lakeshore. That shoreline is a nice shoreline. So they're, it's not too overcrowded, but there are other cabins. Right. My mom called someone and said, go rescue my son. Josh, your mom called everyone. My mom called everyone. So this boat comes, and it's a very, very old man. Yeah. So this very old man who I, I didn't really know well, I kind of barely recognized, said, your mom called. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> and he wasn't the sharpest yeah. boat captain in the world. Because as he's coming, he started hitting rocks with his – plus the, the waves are splashing on the back of his boat. Yeah, but his boat was floating, buddy. Yeah. You're standing there soaking wet with no shoes on and no ride home. So who's the smart one in this situation? Exactly. So I get enough enough wherewithal to judge. I get in the boat. We drive home. My mom doesn't say anything. It's the worst, (laughs) worst, worst thing ever. I should have taken plan B. I should have walked and swam a mile through through the thing. And I went back the next day and I retrieved the sailboat and everything was good. Wow. And that's the sad story of Sailor Josh and the Lonesome Butterfly. Awesome, Josh. Great title. Thank Great you. title to the story. That's the end of the story. But epilogue to the story is when my dad finally came home, we told him what happened. He said that the windstorm was so bad 
How bad was it? Power lines were being were being knocked down. Uh, people in parts of their trucks were being blown over. There was damage all throughout that area of Maine. Yeah, into Bangor, and it was really bad. So I I went out in a perfect storm. Perfect storm. Now, is there any chance that your mother summoned the storm? I don't know. But we became good friends with the uh, that guy that saved us, Sully. Scully, yeah. We became bosom buddies. 